In this week's Fresh Approach podcast, we're talking about the obvious. Where are you missing the obvious in your life? Where are you trying to fight what may need to happen? Where are you afraid or unwilling to adjust, adapt, or pivot? And why? Where are you refusing to accept reality? Because these could be the very situations or circumstances that are blocking you from succeeding with your goals and living your best life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Fresh Approach Weight Loss Surgery Podcast with me, your coach, Mary Clark, 17-year bariatric surgery educator and advocate, and for the last seven years, a weight loss surgery patient. Here, we focus on the bariatric surgery guidelines in a fresh way, creating successful and peaceful weight loss surgery journeys. Stop trying to fit your life into weight loss surgery. It's the other way around. Weight loss surgery is a part of your life. So whether you're just getting ready for surgery or had it six months or six years ago, it's never too early or too late to live your healthiest and happiest life with weight loss surgery. So before I had weight loss surgery, I had multiple medical conditions, two of which were rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia. I had a brilliant rheumatologist in Orange County, California. Her name was Dr. Tai. She was one of those doctors who didn't just care about my medical conditions, but about me as a whole person. And I adored her. She was actually the one who called me one day at work. And you know, that's never good when the doctor herself was calling you and told me, Mary, you've got to get to a lab or the ER immediately because my lab results had come back and my blood sugar was at 420. She said, these are either wrong or you need to be in the ER. Well, they weren't wrong. And that began my treatment for diabetes type 2, insulin injections and all, but I'm getting away from the Dr. Tai story. So she, of course, took care of my rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia that I had been dealing with since about 2004. She's the reason I started rebounding, which is working out on a trampoline in case the term is new to you, and doing Pilates, both of which I still love. So one day I go in and I'm talking with Dr. Tai. And I'm telling her about my frustrations and how rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia are really impacting my life. And it's nearly impossible for me to grab all of my grocery bags in my hands and carry them into the house at the same time in one trip, which is something I really had to do. I've got a big family and I'm busy and I have to carry all those bags at once. Now, it may already seem obvious to you, but remember, You're looking at it from the outside, just like Dr. Tai was. The same way your friends, family, coworkers may look at what you see as problems or situations that are out of your control or so difficult or there's no way around the issue or it's too much for you or you're completely overwhelmed. There's nothing you can do about it, but they may be able to see a way around it. They might be able to see what you can't because they're not in it. Stick with me now. So I'm telling Dr. Tai, my hands not only hurt, they ache when I try to carry the groceries, but my hands, they they can't even physically carry that much weight anymore and it's freaking me out and I'm totally in a panic about it. I was beside myself and at the time... It's because I saw it as a bigger problem of what was to come, of what it might be representing. 
And how would I ever be able to take care of my family and keep working if my conditions got worse? I insisted that there had to be, that there must be some other medication, some additional injection. I was already on, I think, for those conditions, three or four medications and taking an injection. And there had to be something else I could take so I could carry all my groceries in at once. But Dr. Tai, my hands hurt. And Dr. Tai just sat down with me. She took my hand, looked at me, and calmly said, Then Mary, don't do that. What? Was she kidding? How could she oversimplify my horrible, horrible predicament of me not being able to carry multiple bags of groceries from the car to the house at one time? Because it had to be at one time, right? And I had to do it all, right? Didn't she understand I had to be able to do this? We talked more, and I realized through our conversation that I did see this as a failure on my part to take care of my family, and I made it mean something much bigger than simply carrying groceries into the house. I took that simple situation, that simple small predicament, and I wrapped it inside of guilt. I covered it in fear of the future, and I deep fried it in my long-held feelings of not being enough, and possibly one day not being able to carry my groceries at all. Dr. Tai saw the despair on my face, and she again gently and lovingly said to me, Mary, don't carry all the groceries in at once. There's always another way to get the groceries into the house. So fast forward, and I haven't taken medication for rheumatoid arthritis, pills or injections, or anything for fibromyalgia since I had weight loss surgery in 2011. I rarely have symptoms, and while weight loss surgery is not typically something that quote-unquote, cures these conditions, studies show that inflammation in the body is reduced as obesity is reduced. And for me, my health improved dramatically. Reducing my weight reduced the inflammation and I believe has made all the difference for me. I am definitely in remission with both conditions. So now, my friend, I am going to be Dr. Tai and you are going to be 2006 Mary. All right, I want you to choose a situation, a predicament in your life, something that stresses you out, something that frustrates you, something that you keep telling yourself, if only this could be different, if this was just like this and this wasn't happening. So this situation could be something that has to do with your nutrition, like um, my size six sister lives next door and bakes constantly and brings everything to my house every day. And so, of course, I can't keep the weight off or stick to my plan. Or perhaps it has to do with fitness. My coworker is on a medical leave of absence and I have to work so much overtime. There is just no way I've been able to exercise for the last six weeks at least and probably not for another month until she comes back to work. Maybe it's water. I'm so busy. I have my water bottle with me at work, but I forget to drink it. Or, it's impossible for me to drink that much because I can't possibly keep getting up all night to use the bathroom. You get the idea, right? Okay, and let's get one thing clear before we start. I know you have the best intentions of taking care of yourself, but darn if those things don't just keep getting in your way, preventing you, sidelining you, derailing you. 
All right, now here comes the next part. Remember, I'm Dr. Tai, and you're like 2006 Mary, who insisted there must be, had to be, another way for me to keep carrying all my groceries in one trip from my car to my kitchen. Now, unless you're driving while you're listening to me right now, I'd like you to stop what you're doing and close your eyes if you can. Get clear on this situation that you wish was different, but you can't see your way around it. Got it? Now, tell me what's going on. Seriously, I want you to say it out loud. Tell me about the situation that is frustrating you and how it's blocking you from being able to take care of yourself and really then preventing you from living your best life. I'm going to sit right here, looking you in the eyes, virtually of course, and holding your hand while you tell me. Go ahead now because I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, let's take a deep breath in and let it out. All right, I'm still here. And I want you to hear me. I know, just like Dr. Tai, I don't know all the details around this situation. And I don't pretend to know everything else you're going through or how long you've been going through it or dealing with it. But I do know this. If you keep thinking about this situation, believing there's no way around it, almost feeling powerless against it, the same way I was when I was insisting I had to carry all my grocery bags into the house with one fell swoop, you're going to keep hurting yourself the same way I was hurting my hands trying to carry in all those grocery bags at once. Sweetheart, there is another way. You don't have to keep doing it the way you're doing it or wishing and hoping for it to change. You can work through it or around it or on top of it or underneath it, below it. You can find another way to improve the situation so you can take the best care of yourself. Yes, you can. In the wise words of Dr. Tai, Mary, stop doing that. She didn't want me to do any further damage to my joints. I don't know if Dr. Tai realized she was also teaching me, Mary, stop insisting that reality be anything different than what it is. Work around it. Work through it so you can still take care of yourself. And at the time, for me, that meant preserving my joints so they didn't worsen any faster, so I didn't help the disease process along. My friend, where in your life are you fighting with reality? One of my brilliant teachers, Byron Katie, you've heard me mention her before, teaches this very concept about not fighting reality. So let me share these with you. As long as you think that the cause of your problem is out there, as long as you think that anyone or anything is responsible for your suffering, 
the situation is hopeless. It means that you are forever in the role of victim. Here's another one. I am a lover of what is because it hurts when I argue with reality. When you argue with reality, you lose, but only 100% of the time. When we stop opposing reality, action becomes simple, fluid, kind, and fearless. And that is exactly what we're talking about today. Thank you, Byron Katie. When you can look at the situation that's quote unquote, getting in your way, blocking you, stopping you from taking actions that would otherwise have you on the road to living your best life and transition to the belief, okay, this is the situation, this is the reality, but I have goals and this is getting in my way. So what will I do about it? My sister likes to bake and she shows up here practically every day with another dessert. But what does that really mean for me? What are my options? Talking with her and setting a boundary that she can only bring something over once a week. Or decide in advance that I'll slice up what she brings, put it into individual servings and stick them all in the fridge for my family's lunches. Or donate the majority of what she brings to the break room at work. Your previously unsolvable predicament becomes doable. Figure outable, a favorite word for my teacher Marie Forleo, and lighter. When I begin with my clients and students, when they're creating their personalized plans, I encourage them again and again to please be realistic with their lives and schedules. So often in the beginning, people want fast results. They've been suffering for so long and they want that suffering to be over and fast. So they want to do everything. They want to commit to meal prepping, grilling chicken, walking at every work break, showing up at the gym six days a week, no matter what, and then doing some yoga every night for 30 minutes before bed. And also that same week, they're going to go from six hours of sleep every night to eight hours, just like that. And they're going to quit drinking sweetened iced tea and switch to water. And by the way, they're also going to start meditating first thing when they get up every morning. Now, listen, All of these practices are phenomenal practices and adding them gradually over time and consistently practicing them over time will get you fantastic results. But trying to start them all at once is a recipe for disaster. Why? Because it's not realistic to start all of this at once and think you can keep it going. Not when you haven't been doing any of it. That that is not sustainable. They're fighting reality. And it may be obvious to you that this kind of get back on track plan, I'm doing my finger quotes here, isn't a good idea. But remember how we started this podcast? It's obvious to you because you're looking at it from the outside. So I'm asking you to become the observer of your own life situations. Begin with the one you were telling me about earlier. Now it's your turn to be Dr. Tai. Take a look at it from the outside. Is the situation really unsolvable? Are there really no solutions? Let's look at the example of the sister who bakes every day 
and brings all the desserts over to your house. One option is setting a boundary with her. And if you're telling yourself, oh, I can't do that, she's really going through a hard time and it makes her feel good to give us pies every day. Well, then it may be your choice to move on to option two or three. But if you're thinking, oh, she'll never listen, Catherine will do whatever she wants to do anyway, then there may be some boundary work for you to get clear on and practice. How about option two? If you don't want to eat your sister's desserts, you can slice up the pie, put the pieces in separate containers for your family's lunches. Oh, that's not going to work. We're all trying to eat healthier, so we can't do that. All right, then you can move on to option three, taking the desserts to work and placing them in the break room for everybody to share. But if you're saying, oh, I can't do that. Not everybody likes cherry pie. And my sister usually makes her desserts really, really sweet. It could be too much sugar for some people. Remember, I'm asking you to be the observer, looking at this situation that's blocking you from taking care of yourself from the outside. What solution will work? And if you're telling me nothing, Mary, nothing will work, Listen, I'm putting on my Dr. Ty hat again. I mean, she didn't really wear a hat, but you know what I mean. Look into my eyes. I'm taking your hand. Look, it's my hands. I'm taking your hand. Hear my voice. Sweetheart, stop doing that. Take a deep breath in and out. Look at the situation again. There probably is a very obvious solution. And it may be a little uncomfortable, to have that talk with your sister or the conversation with your boss when you tell her you can only take on so much overtime while your coworker is on medical leave or with your family when you tell them they'll have to manage on their own for dinner Tuesday and Thursday nights while you take your new dance class. Dr. Brene Brown teaches, choose discomfort over resentment. In fact, she bought herself a ring to remind her how important this is. So when people would ask her to do something that wasn't right for her, for her life, for her schedule, she would twist the ring three times and repeat, choose discomfort over resentment, choose discomfort over resentment, choose discomfort over resentment. And she'd look up at the person and say, no, I can't bake three dozen brownies for the big sale tomorrow, but I'm happy to help out next time. But with a little more notice. In the end, my friend, this is ultimately about taking care of your health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And very often, no, pretty much always, the practices that lead to us taking care of our physical health consistently begin with the things that we do to take care of our mental, emotional, and spiritual health. That actually comes first. That's why I always say that I believe the most important fundamental bariatric surgery guideline is mental health, which I believe incorporates all three. Okay, I need a deep breath. All right, remember, your goal is to take a look at situations you believe are blocking you from taking care of yourself, which is ultimately stopping you from living your best life, and become the observer, looking at the problem from the outside and figuring out what can be done.
because something can always be done. All right. If you're listening to this podcast in real time, which is the beginning of November 2018, I have something I'm going to be sharing with my email community and in the Fresh Approach Facebook group in the upcoming week. And you just may want to be a part of it. Let me ask you, have you already tossed in the towel for the rest of 2018 saying, well, the holidays are in full swing now. No point in doing anything to take better care of myself until 2019. Please, I hope that's not what you're saying to yourself because we still have two months because there's always something we can do. And I'm looking to do something new with a small group of you who want to keep taking care of themselves over the next two months. Yes, even during the holidays. More details are coming in the upcoming week, but you've got to be in my email community or in the Fresh Approach Facebook group to get the details. If you're not in our Facebook group, there's a link to join in episode notes. And there are three questions to answer before you join. One, provide your email address. Two, uh, what challenges are you having and what kind of support are you hoping for? And three, when did you have surgery? What type? And maybe your pre-op. And if for some reason you're not on Facebook and you just like to be part of the Fresh Approach email community, you can simply email me at mary at maryeclark.com and introduce yourself. You can also tell me what else you'd like to hear about on future podcast episodes. Remember, become the observer in your own life. Look for the obvious. In the wise words of Diana Nyad, who at age 64, on her fifth attempt, became the first person to swim from Cuba to Florida Without a shirt cage, Diana said, the mantra I used was, find a way. And my friend, you can find your way. Until next time, love, light, and grace to you.